All right, we recording. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Text, yep. where we take the conversations from private group texts to real life talk. I'm uh, one of your hosts. Tommy ain't got no job, a.k.a. we got Emmys, a.k.a. we got Grammys, a.k.a. producers produce. Oh, cool. You wanted a host this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm going to let you talk this you gonna week. You going to pass the rock you. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a couple bounce passes, John. You a couple bounce passes. Got it, got it. All right, and this is Smug Dude, Love at First Smug and President of First Impressions. All right, so you know, y'all can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and now Google Podcasts. Nice. Yeah, yeah. We we expand expanded empire. So subscribe, comment, and uh share, spread the spread the word to your friends, family members, anybody you know. Nice, nice. So as we usually do, we're gonna give a couple shout outs to our consistent listeners. I mean, I, is that approved? Smug dudes that approve me to get some shout outs? I got no comment. I don't want anybody okay. to be sending me me and uh uh unlimited text like hate mail All just right. because you know smug dude ain't doing no uh uh what you call it, shout outs. Is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah. Well right. I'm a shout out, I'm a shout out consistent listeners. We got first off, we got our shout out CDC, <laughs> you know, sending us a whole bunch of ideas and stuff every week. Then uh, this week, we're not going to shout out everybody. So this week, we're only going to shout out Dominic and Tony. Shout out Flo Kim, Shalandra, Byron. Shout out Iz and Gilly. Shout out to Mira for staying on me about not watching the NFL. Shout out to uh, Kelly for the good conversations that we've had about race. Jaylene and Albany. And then we have a couple of new listeners this week, Dave and Vanessa. Nice. Go Appreciate ahead and just, y'all. just go ahead. Keep going. Do them all. Oh, so you, I said, all right, man, you want me to do them all? All so 24 gotta, listeners. Go ahead. Right, okay. <laughs> we got to shout out the families then, Ashley and Ethan, Marty, Elena, and Santi, Kwame and Soretta. That's it. That's my list. I'm done. We out of there. All right, man. So look, we're going to hit our uh, A Young. It's A Young. Is it? Is it? A young or a young or a young. I don't know which one you pick. So this, uh, you know, it depends on which one you pick. That that's going to determine how how deep I go with that. A young. Why can't we just do both? So, okay, we'll so, do both of them. Then. So so we got Muriel Bowser and Nancy Pelosi for this week's a young, right? All right, both of them. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna start with uh, no. Let's start with let's start with Muriel Bowser first because. In my opinion, the Nancy Pelosi one was a young. It, it was so <laughs> off the chain. So I kind of, I, I don't have a lot to say about it besides what I read, but I'm going to tell everybody my emotions on how I felt when I saw it. So what do you think about what Muriel Bowser did? Like, you know, hey, tell man. the people what happened. Well, uh, she uh, changed the area in D.C. to uh, Black Lives Matter. And then they also painted a uh, on a street uh, really close to the White House, uh, Black Lives Matter as well. So this all was kind of in response to 
some of the things that have been happening with the protests and uh, the president kind of taking some shots at her in the District of Columbia, D.C. stand up. Right, right. So it's a whole city block, though. So she yeah. they renamed the street uh, uh, Black Lives Matter Plaza. Right. They took the entire block on 16th Street. I forget the cross street or whatever, but it's literally like right in view of the White House off of 16th Street, right? Yep. And they took the entire block and they painted in yellow Black Lives Matter with the D.C. flag at the end of it. Right. And it took up the entire block. Um, yep. So, yeah, that was an A. Young moment. Like, wow, I can't believe she did that. Like, whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow. She dropped, she dropped a big joke on them with that when they was like going back and forth. She was like, well, let me, let me go ahead and drop this big joke and go ahead and take these books. Wow. And it, all right, so here we go. Shout out to uh, Nancy, uh, I mean, uh, Muriel Bowser. Yeah, um, yeah. That was pretty cool, and it took took a lot for you to do that. So. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, yeah that, was, that was definitely one of them response. Like, oh, okay, you want to go back and forth, or let me go ahead and do this and end it. Right, right, right. So, look, I hadn't seen it, and then the other day I called you. It was on my birthday, <laughs> and I called, and I'm like, man, like, just like I would have texted you any other time. Right. Dog, did you see this? Like, what is, is isn't this Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> like, I know she looked like, but isn't this her? Like, dog, what is she doing with a kente cloth on? <laughs> like, wh wh where did that come from? Hey, man, listen, the kente cloth, I just don't know how they did it. They, they kneel for eight minutes and 46 seconds. That's a long time for some old people to be on their knees for eight minutes and 40 seconds. I'm just going to say, but yeah, I can't take off. But look, I was with you earlier this week. I was with all the jokes. I was with all the laughs. But then I got something that said. I didn't know this was a controversy. The president of Ghana gifted a congressional delegation last year on a visit to memorialize a four in the year for the American slave trade with Kente. It was an attempt to show the connection between slavery and police reform still needed today. That was what someone said about them wearing the kente cloth. No, I understand that. And that's fine. And that's admirable, right? But I just, man, I just don't, I, I can't see how genuine it is. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody been wearing no kente cloth. Right. And then in that specific situation, I understand this is a term, you know, act of endearment and, you know, some we talk about empathy and stuff. I, I get it, but like, man, I just I don't even see where it was so appropriate at that moment, like to uh to do that. Like, because when I think of Kente, I think of like Africa, like the continent, right. like that right. heritage, right? And although that's black lives, um, I, I thought the situation was based on something that was going on in America. Right. right. And so I just kind of thought like the way I looked at it was like, this is wild because like they going to the extreme, like they taking it all the way back to the motherland. Right. As opposed to like kind of what's going on right here in America. And so if I'm missing something, you know, obviously tell me and that message that you put out there just now means it. But like when I saw that, I was just like, man, they they she was trying and they were trying way too hard on that. one. Yeah. Sometimes you can be a little bit too on point that it seems fake. And that's what that felt like. It felt like that was just a little bit too much trying to be, this is the message we're trying to deliver where the, you know, in a way 
that was a distraction. And that, that was the mistake that I see is it's a distraction of what y'all were kneeling for and, and the policies they were trying to get for the police change. Right. By doing a Kente cloth, you allowed it to be a distraction. More people were talking about the damn Kente cloth than about the damn law that they then were trying the law, to pass. That, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, seriously, like if you look at it, almost every headline was about they wore the Kente cloth, not about the police reform that they were trying to pass. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's a stupid mistake. That, that, that's that's a dumb mistake to make that. Right, because most people go straight to the headline. They don't read right. the the meat and the, you know, everything inside nah. of it to get the details nope. of it. They go straight to the headline and that's that's what I saw. I just saw a picture yeah. of her with that and I was just like, man, that's that's taking it too far, but, you know, yeah, I digress, that, so. A Young. A Young. That, that, if they if they would have come into the office and we've been in the office before they walked out there, I'd have been like, "Hey Nancy, hey Nancy, hey Young." Your favorite subject. Hey man, it's it's back another week, man. I know, I know, I know. You be you be waiting all week for me to talk about this, man. I know how you are, man. You man. you, you like sitting around waiting for it. Waiting for it. I uh, yeah. CDC go got some, CDC got some new stats for me. Um, CDC. I don't think she got new stats. She just worried about, and we're gonna talk about it later on. Like basically, like the numbers are gonna start increasing. Right. She got her conspiracy theories about why they're not out yet, and. <laughs> <laughs> but she's 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 in heavy research trying to find these new numbers shout out cdc these new numbers so what would you say what is it, 113 nah uh, just it, i just checked right before we came it's up to a hundred and fifteen thousand now have uh have died now, now died of the coronavirus wow uh, and over two mil uh what is it over uh, over two million over two confirmed million. cases yeah but a good, but the good news is is that over half a million have uh, recovered from it. So I mean, I know a couple really good friend of mine that re- they recovered from it as well. So they're, but again, I mean, it's one hundred fifteen thousand people, and and they are they're already starting to talk about how numbers are increasing in twenty states. Uh, some of the states include Texas, Florida, Arizona, Alaska, Kentucky, South Carolina, North Carolina, and California, which was kind of a shock because today out here. They basically opened, said everything was open back up. Like they even saying we can start filming again starting this Friday. I don't know if nobody's talking about filming this Friday, but they said that we can. But then there also was a notification that uh, the L.A. County is on the watch list because of increasing numbers of cases. Now, what's happening is most people are saying they think this is happening because of because it's usually about a two week incubation. So there's there's a there's a debate now whether it's Memorial Day and the state's opening back up or whether it's the protesting. Most people are saying that the protesting hasn't been going on long enough for the cases uh, to increase. So it's, it's a debate right now whether it's Memorial Day or the protest. But in the, either way, numbers have gone up in 20 states. And again, I mean, I guess that was assumed to happen. Uh, with everything opening back up. And then there are a lot of these states where you don't even have to wear a mask. And I saw something today that they keep saying, it's like it's a, wearing a mask like takes 70% less chance of you getting it. But for some reason, people still are like, nah, I'm not, I'm against that mask thing, that whole mask thing. I mean, I don't get it, but some people still say that. 
Yeah, I went uh I went to the uh store today to like Lowe's to uh pick up something. And you know, I haven't been going out and I'm out. It's really tough to breathe in the mask. Oh no, I hate I hate the mask. I hate it. It's very difficult. So from the time yeah. I left the car and then, you know, half an hour that I was in Lowe's, man, I was right. sweating and <laughs> Yeah, really nah. trying to catch my breath and everything. And I just thought back and I was just like, man, I couldn't just imagine if I had to, uh, you know, wear this all day, every day, like at work or something like that. It's, right. it's really tough to breathe in them. But nah, I've definitely I've definitely gained a lot more respect for doctors and nurses because, like you said, I mean, even just going to the store for 20 minutes, yeah. man, I'd be like you said, it's like just not even like walking up a hill or anything, just walking in the store. You start feel like you're catching your breath and like you're breathing heavy. You're like, damn, what is that? And you, oh, it's like I got that mask on. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still at the end of the day, if it's going to reduce, you know, my, my chances of uh, right. passing along and getting it because everybody else right. is practicing, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's do it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, even, even with the protest, I mean, you know, I protest all around the country. Most of the protests I've seen, obviously, there's been no social distancing in the protests. But it seems that most of the people I've seen have been wearing masks. Uh, and, I, and, 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 and I guess more research is coming out. It, it feels like it's not as much about surfaces. It's definitely about you being around someone that has it for an extended period of time and like multiple droplets right. being transferred. So. Right. Hopefully outdoors, even though they're close. But I mean, people are chanting Black Lives Matter or whatever. But, you you know, hopefully everybody's moving. It, it just I mean, hopefully it's not like a really big surge because I understand why people want to be out there. I myself didn't go out there because, you know, I'm I'm not not trying to get that Rona. But uh, I don't want the yeah, Rona either. I, I, don't, I don't want the Rona. I believe I believe that there is going to definitely be a spread of it because of the um, <clears throat> uh, protest. Yeah, I no, mean no people doubt. right on top of each other. Right, like in, in L.A., they, I, you know, I, don't, I hopefully it wasn't photoshopped. I don't know how real it was, right. but I saw and people were like shoulder to shoulder, like yeah, smushed together on on these streets, like really rallying and like right. side by side. And there's there's <laughs> man, and if it's only a seventy percent prevention. Right. right, you still got thirty. That's a large number, thirty percent. Yeah, I mean, people are taking them down to to breathe, and people are taking them down to drink some water or something. So it's not. I I mean, I saw most people, like I said, had on masks, but I also saw everybody was definitely making sure they got their picture with their mask down. You know, everybody was getting the Instagram photo with their mask down. So you know, they they didn't have them on the whole time. Right, right, right. You um. So we were talking a little bit. We were texting about this unemployment thing. Right? right, not well, it's a it's a big thing, and uh, over forty million Americans since uh, the pandemic started about ten weeks ago, right? Right, um, mm-hmm. have filed for unemployment. Unemployment, yeah. Um, but the key number, and so I want to get your take on it because I have my take because I'm in the financial industry. But right. uh, um, the uh, the the jobless, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like the folks that are actually you know have returned to work, right? Um that number is getting better and people right. are starting to go, you know, go back to work. The amount of people that are filing for unemployment, that number is dwindling uh, too as well. But like in your text and your comment, you mentioned like still a lot of people and why are we celebrating that still like over 30 million Americans are, you know, still unemployed. 
Yeah, I, I just was a little confused. I mean, because over the 10 weeks, we have said that there are 42 million people that filed for unemployment. And I know last week it was a big celebration for the month of May. Three million people, three million people went back to work or there were three million new jobs. Now, I didn't I didn't major in math or economics, but uh, if you start off with 42 million and three million go back, we still have 39 million. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm happy those 3 million to back, but let's not celebrate because that means there's still 39 million people who still are un- on unemployment. And again, as I said last week, and I actually checked with my boy today, him and his wife, they still have not gotten their unemployment. You know, 11 weeks, they still have not gotten the unemployment. Man. Right, right, right. Yeah, unfortunately, they're in a state that, uh, you said New York, right? Yeah, New I mean, York. but you know, New York got hammered, man. Like, they got yeah. crushed with corona. Like, they were really the first you know, place to get hammered. And they probably honestly, you know, they, they got to get the people their checks and stuff. Right. But they're in a bad situation, like with, with staff and, you know, and, and, and being able to get the bodies in there to be able to send these checks and stuff and to right. process them. Right. Yeah. But and they still, I'm sorry, they're nah, and, and they still, and they still only, you can only, you can only call in. So like you said, I mean, when you're talking to, I don't know how many people in New York, but let's say it's 5 million people. Like their system is only normally meant to handle like 200,000 people. And now all of a sudden you got 5 million people unemployed in New York. So the system, like you said, it's not built to handle it. And they were trying to do extended hours, but you're just not built for 5 million people to be unemployed at one time. So it's just, I don't know when, I mean, I know he said they started talking to their congressman, their congressman is trying to help them out. But I mean, it's, it's been, you know, 11 weeks now where they've not gotten their unemployment. So, I mean, it's crazy out here. Right. And so the thing is, too, as well, is what the, the indicator that people are really looking at is the continuing claims. Like, right. how many people are staying on there, right? It's not that right. high. Like, it's not 39 million, by the way. Right. It's, it's in the 20s, right? So over time, 40 million have, have uh, applied for this unemployment, right? Right. But then... A certain week, maybe a couple million might go back to work or, you know, whatever it was, they were furloughed or something like that. And they got the unemployment and now they're back to work. Or there's companies that got these PPP loans that require Mm -hmm. that you keep people on your payroll and you pay them for a certain period of time. So they've been kind of rationed out like, hey, maybe one week I get paid. I pay you this week. The next week you do unemployment. Then I'll pay you again. I've heard people talk about that. So the key indicator is basically like, Number one, how many people are going back to work and how many people are staying on unemployment too right. as well. Then there's issues about like people not even like really like even looking for jobs. Like they falling out of the job market altogether. Like they're not even really worried about going back to work um, as and, well. So that's 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 really a big issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been saying this for years, uh, you know, even through Democratic and Republican administrations uh i think there's this there's this misconception about there's the gig the gig economy so people that work for uh uber lyft people that do stuff stuff like that so there are a lot of people who who couldn't file for unemployment because originally in most places they they were allowing it but i still heard some people that they couldn't get it that uber and lyft drivers could not get unemployment right and so a lot of people you know, who aren't filing for unemployment and they say they have jobs, but, you know, realistically, I mean, I'm not hating on anybody that drives Uber and Lyft, but that's, that's a gig. 
It's not a job because if your car breaks down, you don't have to, you, you can't work. Right. Like right. you have no way of making income. So it's, it's a lot of people who, you know, may make a couple hundred dollars a week. So they're not, they don't, they're not able to, and they don't file unemployment. I think as much as unemployment, we have a underemployed uh, problem in this country. Oh yeah. Like I said, th- those kind of jobs, I mean, you can't, those jobs can't sustain a living because all it takes is for one of your tires to go out or for your engine to go out and Uber and Lyft aren't going to help you pay for that. Right, That's right. got to come out of your pocket. And then you're not able to make money while your car is being repaired. So a- I think, absolutely. like I said, that that's one of the things that I think even, you know, in the last administration, I was always pushing on because I know people that drive for Uber and Lyft and I've known people that have had their car. I, I know somebody who's had their car repossessed while they were driving Uber and Lyft. And then it was like, yo, what am I supposed to do? Like, I ain't got no job, so I can't Tommy. go get, yeah, I can't go get my car out. Uh, so, yeah, like, I just, it's, it's a lot more underemployed even than it is an unemployed. And, and unfortunately, some of those jobs, many of them, actually won't come back. They're right. just not going to come back. And so it's going to be like right now in the times that we're in, it's all about really like creating an extreme amount of value. And, yep. and and understanding like where that value that you bring and how talented you are. So companies now, uh, whether it's good or bad, are chomping at the bit, man, because they know that the cream's going to rise to the top and they're going to be able to handpick the people that they want to keep on their teams. They yep. want to be able to handpick the people that they keep on their staff. So like with us in our industry, I'm in the mortgage industry, right? And so we're looking at uh, across the board, they want to know like, you know, basically how many people are staying unemployed Right. that's a good indicator of how people are going to make their mortgage payments in the future. Right. That's a right. good indicator of like how investors are going to put their money into the, you know, into the mortgages to buy these loans. Right. So that we can have right. a sustainable mortgage economy. And so that's what a lot of people end up looking at is uh, in regards to this jobless thing. And so I just, uh, you know, I just hope that, you know, a lot of these people get back to work. Because the thing is, is basically now we got to even we got to even think even further out in the future because it could also come back to haunt people. Because, like, if you think about it, you've been out of work for six months, then you right. go back to work. You're still behind for the six months, like your people, like your friends that right. haven't been getting right. their unemployment. Right. So hopefully they had savings and if they've gone through their savings. Right. Right. Then maybe whatever they get from the unemployment is not enough to replenish what they what they taken out of their savings. Right. Right. So now they take a hit on their credit or whatever it might be, and they won't have an opportunity now to 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 do what they need to do to get themselves ahead. They still behind. So if that continues to happen for people, we're going to be in a, you know, potentially a bad situation. So it's just uh, we got to hurry up and they got to, you know, get this care because I'm going to take the vaccination like I I said last week. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. So that that we could uh, stop running from this Rona and, uh, and, and get it together. So. My bad, like that part, the employment piece is near and dear to me because I'm watching it closely. Because right. you know, I'm root, I'm rooting for America to win on that part. Um, mm-hmm. You know, help people get back to work, and I'm gonna do my part. So, you know, if if uh, you want to send smug dude mortgages, you know, smug dude's gonna make sure that everybody gets <laughs> gets taken care of. And we're trying to grow our business, so we're gonna hire people, and we're gonna hire some talented people to work for us too as well. So. Uh, that's good. <laughs> you want to talk about Dr. Fauci? We're going to. Yeah, just real quick. So he, right. he said, uh, 
he said he's still worried about this second wave. Yeah. Uh, he, he's really worried about that. Uh, he's really worried about what's going to happen. He's really worried about Memorial Day. He's worried about these protests and he's worried about the 4th of July. So he's he's hoping that nothing pops, but he's really worried about this second wave. And if this thing comes back, man, I don't oof, I don't even want to think about the second go round because everybody's already just. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's get out of this, man. Let's get out of this. You said you said get out of it. Yeah, let's let's get out of it. Yeah, so protests still going on all over America. Yeah, uh, I think it's the fifteenth fifteenth day of protests. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, last couple of days, last weekend, I mean, the protests were really big. I mean, L.A. L.A. had them in like six or seven places. I had friends and family were sending me pictures from same time, like six different locations around around L.A. My man, uh, they was out Compton. People were. Long Beach, obviously Hollywood. There's an there's an amazing drone shot of Hollywood. Like I said, ain't no social distancing, but it, that's it's, that's what I was talking about. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that that was packed. It was like but, a million I man mean, march. Yeah, yeah, man. But the good thing about it, man, is definitely starting to have some impact. I mean, obviously, we were talking about you know in the A Young Nancy Pelosi and them, you know, putting together some political uh, things to happen, and then today the uh, NASCAR, my new favorite sport. I'm in the building. NASCAR. I actually watched some NASCAR tonight to start. I wanted to give them some ratings. Man, on the first uh, podcast, we toured the NASCAR. We yeah, put that yeah, one I'm out. with them now. What's we, up, we, NASCAR? We, we in the building. <laughs> yeah, we in the building. Uh, I don't know nothing else. I just say NASCAR. All right. But uh, Oh, no, hold on. My man, my man, Bubba Wallace. Yeah, he had the Black Lives Matter car. Yeah, what's up, Bubba? I'm with you now. <laughs> we in the building. NASCAR. Yeah, I watched it tonight. Oh my gosh! Man. Okay, I ain't gonna say I watched it. I turned to it just so they get some ratings. But, some ratings. Uh, anyway, anyway, so NASCAR today, they uh basically said they not going nowhere where you flying the Confederate flag, and they not letting anybody in the building just flying the Confederate flag. So CDC so, told me that they did that before, because I was telling her, you know, I was telling CDC about what we a little bit about what we might talk about tonight. Okay. She was like, well, you know they tried that before and they talk about that. They banned that before, but still, people still do it and they just don't do anything about it. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, now, I mean, this time the eyes are going to be on it now because now, like I said, maybe they've done it before, but I didn't hear about it. But now today, when they announced it today, everybody was talking about it today. Everybody was talking about it. They did a video. Yeah. They did a whole video with the drivers and everything, man. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, Black Lives Ooh. Matter. But uh, so my thing is, it's always been a little confusing to me. Uh, why why people are so big and celebrating the Confederate flag and flying that flag? Uh, cause uh, you know, I again, just like I'm wasn't a math major, I wasn't a history major, but I'm pretty sure that they lost the war. Um, I'm just not sure how many uh flags that are flown of people that also committed treason trying to secede from the country. Uh, I'm just a little confused. Uh, listen, I, you know, now they're taking down these, these Confederate statues. I'm celebrating that too. Listen, keep your statue, taking the statues down. We can keep your history. Just put it in the museum. Doesn't need to be on no corner that I drive by. 
because a lot of those Confederate generals had a lot of slaves. Oh yeah, lots and lots of slaves, and they were fighting so they could keep them. So slaves. they can keep them slaves, and yeah. you know that 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 money. It was all about the money. Yeah. yeah. So no matter no matter what you try to explain it as, something else is for what it represents uh, to a lot of people in this country and most people in this country. It represents fighting for slavery and enslaving people. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I just, so, I, they say it's like their ancestry and right. Southern heritage, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they say, but it's just, uh, it's, it's got a negative connotation that goes with it because every time that flag flew, it was uh, flying for the wrong things. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, again, like I said, we can celebrate the history of it. It's just got to be in a museum. Right. It, right. It, it just, it can't be on buildings, public buildings. I mean, I'm not saying give it a history at all because you can't give it a history, but it just can't be on public buildings. I mean, I know in Germany, I did some research today, like Germany doesn't have a Hitler Hitler uh, statue nowhere in Germany. Right. They don't fly, they don't fly the Nazi flag. The in swastika and stuff like that. They don't fly yeah, that. They, yeah. they, don't, they don't fly that. I mean, people that do that, they get beat up in the streets in Germany, but it's not flown in like government buildings and stuff. And the way the Confederate flag is. I mean, honestly, growing up, I didn't really see the Confederate flag that much. And I do remember the one time right. I saw it, we went, we were in Kentucky when I was with Kentucky with my parents. And not really even knowing what it is, but like seeing it. And I was like, yo, some I saw somebody flying that. And the first thought was, I'm not trying to be near that person because I don't think that person is gonna like people that look like me. I man, I got a great story. I don't know if we have time. Yeah, well, tell it. I got, oh my gosh, man, I got a great story. So one of my clients let us, mm-hmm. I, I, I financed a uh, home for them in West Virginia. Okay. And it was a, uh, it was like a vacation home for them on the, on the river. And I was talking to her about how I got into fishing and my kids like to fish and everything. And she's like, oh, you know what? You could use, use the house anytime you want. Like, you know, you and your family can go up. It's right on the river. Like it's a, it's a great spot. Like, you know, anytime you want. So 4th of July weekend, my family and I, we pack up and <laughs> <laughs> we drive to West Virginia. I man, I just, I grew up in the country and I, I was comfortable around certain situations. Cause I just, my motto is it is what it is. Like I can adapt to any situation, you know, and, and I just ain't going for certain things. So we drive and we get there. And then we get on this dirt road to get to this place. And I'm like thinking like, this is going to be a great little cabin joint that I, uh, that I financed. The lady's so very nice. She's uh, right. an executive at a, at a company and everything. It's just, you know, she, she didn't mean any harm by it. She just didn't know. She just like, you can just go. It's my place. Right. And we let friends and family use it. So the first sign when we were driving and I had CDC with me, <laughs> one of the first little cuts on the right, was like a little campsite. Guess what okay. we saw? Couple of flags. Couple of flags flying. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, no problem. I just we charged to the game. We're in West Virginia. It is what it is. We still gonna be safe. No problem. So then we drive a little bit further. Um, the next little site, this little campsite on the right near the river. Guess what we mm-hmm. saw? Another one. All right, cool. Yes, sir. Then we drive a little bit more. Then we start to see more houses and stuff like that. The next thing that happened, cell phone reception. Guess what uh, happened nah. to that? Yeah, see, nope. Gone. Nope. 
So we Can't get do it. we get to the house, and I remember the lady warned me, like, listen, it's no big deal, but our neighbors, they might come by and check to make sure that, you know, you are who you say you are. <laughs> Set um, you up for that one, boy. She, she said that. She's like, they're good people. Don't worry about it. They might just, yeah. you know, they might just. Come over with their shotguns. Right. So, man, I'm going to tell you, I pull up to the house, the neighbor's house, very nice house. Guess what they got hanging on their house? <laughs> so you didn't see both about ten Confederate flags so far, and they got a POW flag and a Confederate flag. Okay, hanging up right, right. So I'm like, I look at CDC. She ain't happy about this <laughs> at all. Cell phones ain't working, no nothing, right? Like I'm I, when CDC. I, I'm with CDC. We got to get when, out of there. When I say flatline on the cell phones, gone. Right. So real quick, and I apologize, people, but you got to hear me. I go, and I'm like, all right, me, I'm a problem solver. I'm about to jump ahead of this thing. I'm walking over and, and introduce myself. I'm going to get them before <laughs> they get me. Man, I get over there. I walk over there with my daughter, holding her hand tight. Right. CDC was like, no, that's not a good idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. I was like, nah, she just she wants to go. We're going to go. We're going to be in peace. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody going to. That was smart to take take the little girl with. Yeah, nobody like, nobody can do nothing to a little girl. Ain't nobody gonna hurt a little right. little girl, right? Right. So right. at That's the time, smart. she's about five or something like that, right? So so we get there and man, the door was open and I heard some somebody some like like deliverers <laughs> that movie. I heard banjos and all. I I I I, I kid you not. Things about Deuce Hazard. Something. So the door was open and it was a screen door. So I'm like, man, uh. so I not took step two steps back, right. you know, because I'm just like, I ain't going to just be standing at the door knocking and everything. Right, right. I'm trying to be an intruder. So I not took two steps back, not took two steps back. So this lady comes to the door and she tells me that, you know, it's a, uh, she's nice to meet me and all that good stuff and no right. problem. You know, we'll keep a lookout for you, but. You know, be careful if you're going to go down to the river because there's snakes everywhere. Right. So, so cool. We introduce ourselves. Everything's fine. I go back to the house. Then all of a sudden I hear <laughs> four wheelers. So they ride ATVs flying up and down the street. Right. Uh, not even a street, a dirt road. Right. Guess what's on the back of the four wheelers? <laughs> A person See, with a right. with a cooler and a flag running by. So I mean at this point, CDC is not having it. Yeah. So yeah. so we stay the night, we got everything locked up, everything's fine. <laughs> the next day we get back out from fishing and we uh we pull up to the house and and guess what's at the door at the step for us before we walk in? A flag? A snake. Oh, oh, a snake! Cause she, the lady <laughs> told me, "Oh, snakes everywhere!" Right, right. So me, I, I you know, I'm a, a f so afraid of snakes. Okay. And so, you know, I'm like, look, man, this ain't no coincidence, man. These people at that point, I was like, they you put these snakes there, man. Like, <laughs> like they knew we were gone. They put the snake right there, right? So we ain't got no cell phone service, no nothing. Like, yeah, see, I'd, I'd have been out anyway. The no cell phone service and ten Confederate flags. Yeah, I'd have been out. 
So we got the snake away, man. We went in the house. We packed up all our stuff and rolled, hey, man. And we yeah, left. You got to. You got to. Man. And, and we yeah. left. So anyway, that, man, that 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 kind of fear is like how right. people feel when they come into uh, you know other with the flag. Yeah. yeah, and that that was no joke because like I was I was kind of I was really uneasy at first. I was all right with it until you know after seeing one or two flags, but man, I saw a whole bunch of them. Yeah, and I knew what that was about, and it wasn't nobody up there that looked like me. Yeah, I'm just gonna say for me personally, if I see somebody with a Confederate flag, and like I said, I don't see them that often, I'm just assuming off top you don't mess with anybody that looks like me. I could be wrong, but if you flying that flag, you saying it's your heritage, but your heritage was trying to enslave people to look like me. So most of the time, the dudes don't even know what the flag means, man. They just doing it because their parents told them to do it, or it's something that they think looks good or is cool. Most of the time, at least the dudes that I grew up with that I know right. that had right. them, they have no idea what that flag really meant. They know what yeah. they thought it meant mm-hmm. to them, but they ain't know. It, it was funny because doing research today as well on the flag, they were saying the flag and even these like, these Confederate statues, like after the war, these people weren't celebrated because, you know, most of these people that they, you know, they were losers. They, they lost the war. Uh, but they were saying a lot of these, uh, the flag even coming back and the statues didn't start until like the fifties and the sixties. So a lot of people feel like it was a response to the civil rights movement. It was kind of like, Hey, you, you know, you're trying to get your civil rights. We're going to put this flag of this Confederate general in the middle of the town and let you know, this is kind of where you stand. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, for me, when I see it, my first thought is if I walk into a store and I see the flag, I'm, I'm ready. Cause I'm feeling you don't like nobody look like me. You right. gonna look at me like, what you doing in here? And I'm at, so I'm I'm walking in ready. We right. were ready at that point. And I grew up in an area where 18 years I lived at until I went to college. Right. And so I thought I seen everything and could could go against anything, but that put the fear in me when when we went through that situation. Yeah. I was like, we all right, but then I was like, no, we got to get up out of here. So uh, so look, we gonna talk about anything else? Or, you know, you want to talk about yeah, the French situation? Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm going to talk about uh, George Floyd. Let's let's talk a little bit about George Floyd. Okay. So this week, uh, this week, it's kind of start started. Uh, shout out to uh, George Floyd. He had funerals in about four different cities. Uh, like, it's a lot of cities that are claiming George Floyd. So he, he's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to see that. But I've noticed also this week the, the, the slander of uh, George Floyd has begun. Uh, he definitely had a criminal past and a friend of mine today told him, well, Hey, have you seen the George Floyd porn? I'm like, dog, come on, man. What? Nah, they he, pulled that out. Hey, he told me you're going to send it to me. Come on, man. Don't, 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 don't put that in my <laughs> phone, man. I, I don't, I don't need to see that, man. Like he's like, it's really him. I'm like, I don't care. I don't need to see that. Don't send that to me. Why does but it yeah, matter? So, yeah. So like I said, people, you know, he, he has some arrests of so people like, yeah. And, it's been a lot of talk about whether he's a hero, whether he's a martyr and, and all of this stuff. And to me, the thing is, is uh, George Floyd didn't choose uh, to die that day. Um, there, there isn't a, there isn't a, uh, you can't go to monster.com or something like that and be like, Hey, I want to apply to be the black guy that gets uh, choked and killed and then becomes kind of the spark to what's been going on. Like there's no application there's no nomination process where they say, hey, let's let's uh, nominate George Floyd for that. So anything that he had done in his past, like I completely disregard that because, again, what he had done in his past has nothing to do with him being murdered 
and someone having a knee on his neck for eight minutes and uh, 46 seconds. Um, it's weird, though, when these things happen, they always try to kind of slander the person. And again, there is no process to pick the person this happens to. Like, we, we didn't send George Floyd out that day and was like, hey, man, this, this is your day to die and spark these protests. That, that's not how it works. I mean, I, I agree. I agree. I, I have nothing really to say about that besides, you know, just really looking at the definition of martyr. You know what I'm saying? I, I right. don't I don't think he, you know, he, 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 he didn't choose that day. Right. You know what I'm saying? He didn't die because of his beliefs or anything like that. Right. Um, he was, he was, he was murdered. He was killed. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I got nothing to say about that. Like I, yeah, I, that, I there's nothing I can add to, uh, to, to kind of, you know, like, like add any color to that. I think that's the, that's a very valid point. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> again, that sparked the, the protest. And I, I saw someone say to, uh, early this week is even with his history or anyone's criminal history, what crime could they come to your house and tell you that your family member committed and you would be like, oh, okay, cool. I understand why the cops killed him because he did that. Right, right. That's the only thing that I could add. Like you talked about the the porn thing, right? Right. <clears throat> the the what what does that have to do with the fact that they they kneeled on his neck for nine minutes? Yeah. Because because of a you know a, a situation in the store with with a counterfeit with counterfeit money. Right. That's got Which we still don't know. That's exactly what they said. But what does that have to do anything with that? That ain't even any way, shape, or form related to the crime that supposedly they were trying to convict him of, right? Right. And I just can't see like even even if they said he was a he he had a a, a violent past or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I can understand if if someone tries to use force against you at the beginning. But man, they 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 had the dude down with right. his arms behind his back, handcuffed, four against one, and he wasn't fighting. Yeah, I saw his so, brother today was was saying something I thought was really profound. Was even as he was being held down, and even as he was dying, he still kept referring to the police officers as sir. Yeah, he kept saying, "Sir, I can't breathe." Sir, he kept saying, sir, he even through all it. I mean, as as mistreated as he was being, he still kept being respectful, being respectful. He was still saying, sir, because he knew again he was trying to get out of the situation. So he was still trying to be respectful. And even with that, he was still killed. And we keep talking about judgment, man. We keep right. going back to poor judgment and stuff. Um, And so at the end of the day, his crime that supposedly he was in the situation for didn't fit him getting killed like period nope. end of story. So no matter what anybody says about your past or anything like that, that wasn't the reason why he went through that situation and got killed. Nope. Nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. So man, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, what we got? What we got? <laughs> Take it rough. So I I, I I forgot to give a shout out to uh, one of our listeners earlier because uh, it looks like we got a new listener. Uh, Kanye West appears to listen to the 
to the podcast because uh, <laughs> last week uh, I called him out on this pod, this here podcast. And then the next day, uh, Kanye donated $2 million to the, the family of uh, Mr. Floyd. And I think uh, I told Rihanna. You. Yeah. So, so Kanye listens. Shout out, Kanye. What's up? Still ain't listening to your music. I told he, you. I text you, you when you were going hard on Kanye. I told you. Yeah, yeah. Listen, hey, hey, Kanye, you listening? Well, welcome, welcome to the unlimited unlimited text podcast. I, I I'll shout you out in the beginning of next week if I'm allowed. But uh, you know, we bring Kanye up because we were also talking about uh Kanye, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and how you how you process their art. Uh, now, uh, me personally, I don't listen like. I have a lot of Kanye stuff. I ain't gonna say on my. Uh, I ain't gonna say that because now I listen to title a lot now. But if anything comes with Kanye, I just immediately hit skip. R. Kelly completely took him out of my library. Won't listen to it at all. And now Bill Cosby. The only place I'm still a little weak is the Cosby Show. But <laughs> the reason I'm still weak about the Cosby Show is because there's so many brilliant life lessons in the Cosby Show. So what I do now is I don't call it the Cosby Show. I call it the Huxtables. That's how I justify that in my mind. Because there's so many lessons. But yeah, I don't, I don't like I said, it took me a while to get to the point because I had a lot of, lot of fun times with R. Kelly, TP2. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun times. But yeah, can't listen to R. Kelly no more. Man. Zero I'm, I'm R. Kelly. Yeah, no, 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 nope. no chance of me listening to R. Nope. Kelly or supporting nope. anything R. Nah. Kelly does. If it comes on in the car... I will change the channel. Yeah, movie, anything, or somebody else that I know that might be listening to it. I want no yeah. parts of R. Kelly, like nothing, yeah. zero. Yeah. He was dead wrong. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. There's nothing that anybody can say to make him like be a good guy to me. Nah, and I, I'm be honest, like, like I said, I'm like that with Kanye, man. I mean, he, he, he told my ancestors that slavery was a choice. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, he, he gave that two million dollars last week, and you know, shout out again to Kanye for listening to the podcast. But um, now nah, I'm I'm off of that guy too. Now nah, I don't I don't Kanye music comes on again. Like I said, for me, Kanye made some great music, but I can go the rest of my life and not listen to Kanye ever again, and I feel like my life will be good. So I'm nope, not listening to Kanye ever again either. I mean, not to say I ain't gonna say never. R. Kelly never, because what he did, you, you can't come back from what R. Kelly did. Kanye could obviously do some things uh, that would kind of change my opinion, but, but at this point, no Kanye for me ever again. So R. Kelly was always like he was, right? And you right. found that out about him. Right. So can you give Kanye kind of the benefit of the doubt where you cut him off and say, at this point, right. I don't rock with Kanye? Because, man, you got to think the, the, the original Kanye – when he came out with Jay-Z and everything and he was making the beats right. and late registration and, you know, th man, that yeah. Kanye was, listen, I just, that Kanye listen. was woke. Hey, man, I, like I said, I just, it, I, late registration, great album. I won't listen to it ever again. Ever? Not on, not on, not, I won't listen to it. I mean, if I'm at somebody's party and the DJ puts it on, I'm not going to go up to the DJ and punch him in his face and tell him to cut it off. But R. Kelly, I'm you, never. R. Kelly, you would completely just be like, I can't even be in this party. Right? I mean, like, again, like I said, it's kind of circumstance. I'm not going, if if you put on R. Kelly and it's one of the, you know, I believe I can fly and everybody else is in that, you know, two-stepping. I'm I'm not two-stepping. I'm, I'm not going to be even a part. I have a daughter. 
Um, so you walk, so you walking out of the club yes. for what that's on. Uh, so yeah, you're walking yeah. outside, then you coming back in. I'm leaving. Or you leaving the club, you leaving, you just not you leaving completely. I'm leaving completely. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about R. Kelly. I I I am man, cause I, I just couldn't imagine like if he, you know, if it was my daughter in that situation, he took advantage right. of her like that. I, I'm all right with Kanye, the old Kanye. Nah. The new Kanye, I can't really get with him on that stuff that he's talking about. But I'm okay with the old Kanye because, you know, people change. So right. like, like you know, like you talked about, you didn't, didn't don't hold grudges. You mentioned that. Yeah, he can come back, but nah, I can't listen to him right can't now. Can't listen to him right now, just because. Can't do of, it. Okay, because of his it, comments. Because you know I, what it I is. With, but you can you. But before he was, you got to admit, before he was okay with you until he did yeah, what but he did. It's like when it when it you know something. It's like sometimes like every time you see something or whatever. It's like when I hear it, the first thing that pops to my head is. He told our ancestors slavery was a choice. Like that's, I can't listen to his music without. That's not. That's in my head. But how just, serious did you take that? Like you took uh, it. You took it very seriously. Like I well, don't think that well, many people took that that seriously because well, that was the dumbest thing ever said. Well, see, the thing I don't like about it is he was what what he did by saying that was he allowed himself to be used by a certain certain segment of society, right? Uh, to be like, oh well, Kanye said it, so yeah, like, what are you talking about? It's like, it's like any situation where they find like the one person that says racism doesn't exist. It's like, oh well, Kanye said it doesn't exist, so what are you complaining about? So those people, nah, I just like I said, every time, I hate it too, man, because he's got some tracks with with my boy Pusha T. Oh, can't listen to Push no more on the Kanye track. Man. Can't listen to Ross no more with Kanye. And Ross got some fire with See, Kanye. See, I don't I mess with Ross. So I don't listen. I don't really, you know, I'm not a huge Ross fan. I've never been a Ross fan, really. All right. Well, this to let y'all know this might be the last uh, episode <laughs> of uh, Unlimited Text because I don't, I don't know nobody. I don't rock with nobody. Don't, don't mess well, with Ross. I right? want, kind of, I, I, I'm one of them. Man. Foolishness is that, man. That's I'm just crazy saying. Crazy talk. Man. I, hey, hey. I'm just saying. But I'm not saying I'm a big Kanye fan now. But I, I'm, I'm okay with Kanye up until a so, certain point in his life. All right, so I, what 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 about the Cosby show? Um I just I'm disappointed in Bill. Let's just put it that way. Right. I'm very disappointed in Bill. I will I'll watch the Cosby show. My kids won't watch it though because they know about the Huxtables. We call it the Huxtables. Yeah, the Huxtables. So yeah. you know, because there were other people on that show outside. Right. It wasn't just like right. it was a, a sitcom with just him on there. Right. You know, like stand up comedy or something like that. It was like it was it was a whole it was a plot and a situation and, and it was a whole story around that family with some great like you said some life situations. So, so yeah, I don't I don't we don't watch the the the, the Cosby Show and stuff like that. Like we, my kids definitely. I don't. Nah, right. I was talking to uh to CDC the other day, and uh, when we talked about this, yeah, we our kids have never seen the Cosby Show before. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing because I feel like obviously I don't I don't have any kids yet, but I feel like I would definitely want my kids to watch the Huxtables because there were so many uh, amazing life lessons snuck into the the great comedy. But like you said, man, I, no, nah, I'm not I'm not watching no Bill Cosby stand up specials. And again, like I said, I, I guess this is a lie. I tell myself it's like well, like you said, it's it's him and it's eight other people on the show. 
So I mean, right. clearly he's the star. But again, like I say, I'm I'm not watching that show. I'm watching the Huxtables. So that that's where I'm at. Right. And now when I, I as I'm older, I just don't want to model my life after Bill Cosby because I know right. who he is and what he's done. Right. I know because it's, it's crazy. We used to always growing up. He's like, yo, my grandfather is just like Bill Cosby. And he's like, nope, not. Nah. Take that back, dog. Nah, yeah. nah, that's, that's not what I meant. I'm, I meant on the show, yeah. Not, nah, not, not real life, man. That, that's crazy. But so, so, so cancel, right? You cancel. Right. So we cancel R. Kelly. Yeah, we can canceled. both agree on that one, right? Yeah, cancel, cancel. You cancel Kanye. Cancel. Right, I haven't canceled all the way, Kanye. Like Kanye, right. whatever. He's whatever to me. Like I could right. do with or without Kanye. Yeah, with or without him. Bill, we cancel him. Uh, yeah, we cancel. We cancel him. We cancel Bill. I yeah yeah. I cancel Bill. Not the Huxtables, but we cancel him. All right, all right, cool. And then so, what about like? Are we talking about Terry Crews and Lil Wayne, or we talking about one of the uh, like? I mean, we you know, like I said, we what we talking about? What we just talking about now? You were saying cancel. So obviously, a big thing now is cancel culture. So uh, last week, uh, Terry Crews. during the protest tweeted defeating white supremacy of our white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we are all in this together. So, uh, yeah, I read that and I was like, what in the hell is he talking about? Black supremacy. That, that don't make no sense. But uh, so I immediately, I saw the tweet and I looked in the comments. I mean, it was comments from like people in the industry. He was on, uh, he was the dad on everybody hates Chris. So the, the dude that played Chris in the show tweeted at him like, yo, man, like, I got love for you, man. But what the hell are you talking about? So <laughs> it was a lot of people going at him. And again, we can't talk about this last week with celebrities speaking out on on subjects. And that's what I always say, man. Don't just speak like th- what he said. It feels like he talked to somebody who uh, me and my friends call a smart, dumb uh, person. Right. Uh, and I feel like he talked to a smart, dumb person who was like, yo, man, this this kind of deep. If you think about it, like if we it's like, nah, man, it don't make no sense. But he tried to get out there. So he was definitely he was copping, please, as the week went on, because everybody was going after. him. And again, you know, every, everybody in a way, it's kind of like I look back at it. It's a little bit like when you were in high school, junior high school. There was always a day. Everybody had that day where they were the one that got picked on all day. Like nobody <laughs> went through junior high school or high school did not have a day where for whatever reason you had ripped ripped a hole in your pants or whatever outfit you wore it was your day nothing you can do it was your day in the spotlight you right. couldn't take no attention <laughs> there was nothing you could do right. so i feel like that's kind of happens with twitter is you post something stupid like that and let's just say that was pretty stupid and they then everybody starts going at you but it's like is it like him saying something that stupid again doesn't really have an impact beyond him just tweeting something that stupid. So I let him have his day in the barrel, but I'm not going to say I'm going to cancel Terry Crews because of that. And I think too many people can say something stupid and it gets the whole you're canceled thing. Whereas, like you said, R. Kelly, we're canceling R. Kelly because he was committing crimes. And yeah. And what he did, you can't come back from what he did. Right. Like at the end of the day, and those are crimes too. Yeah, when when unlimited text when we blow up and 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 do what we need to do, y'all can't cancel me. Like straight <laughs> up. Like like honestly, all the work that 
I've done in my life to, you know, to give back, right. you know what I'm saying? Without putting it and hanging it and dangling it on social media and stuff like that. You know, right. everything that I've tried to be, to be a good father, you know, and to be a, you know, a, a great husband, a good friend, whatever it well, might be. Yeah. We got to ask, we got to ask CDC about that great husband. Stuff. I'm just saying say, yeah, yeah. like, like you, you can't give yourself that moniker. So y'all, but y'all, y'all don't know the work that some people put in behind the scenes right and just because they do a bad tweet or they don't get with something that they might not like you say understand and know everything about right now you're gonna cancel me because i'm not trying to jump on the bandwagon or i i, I might have misstated something or really don't understand like the magnitude of what i say how it might affect you and right. i didn't commit any crime but you just gonna cancel me Nah, you can't cancel me for, for that like now terry cruz if i was here with him i'd be like dog what was you thinking like you right. know what were you what were you what were you thinking like we could have that kind of conversation but like mm -hmm. i'm all right with terry cruz he just says something stupid and you can't cancel him yeah nah i mean like i said he was he was it, that's the thing though is like i said you get in that barrel and then you and then you instead of just being like yo i made a mistake he started trying to fight back and trying to explain it. People like oh, you gotta tell no. the truth, man. You yeah, gotta say just, what happened. Like I just was be like, yo, man, I was I was trying to be too smart for my own good, and what I I, I thought it sounded good, and you know, sometimes people be thinking like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna put this thing on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and I'm gonna get a lot of likes and retweets. And right. I'm sure that's what he was thinking. He he probably thought that John was. He was probably sitting there typing that John like, yo, this is fire. Like everybody gonna be talking about Terry Crews. And that joint went out and people was like, everybody was talking about G.I., but it was because you was trying to be one of them yeah. stupid dumb. You was being stupid dumb or dumb stupid, you know, whatever. Sometimes, man, Smart dumb. Sometimes you just got to keep it simple, man. Don't yeah, try to just, be something that you're not. Like you say, you got to do the research. If you're going to talk about it, you got to be able to defend it and be able to have a, a an intelligent conversation about it. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you got to say about your man, Lil Wayne. Right. I know Wayne was basically talking about how he doesn't really see racism. And I went. So I listened to the video. Right. Two videos. So I'm actually at first I was like, ah, Wayne, what you talking about? Right. Wayne been saying this for a long time. I went back to right. 2016. Wayne was saying the same thing. I went back before that. I forgot the date on it. Wayne right. was saying the same thing. So no matter what the cop situation was. He was saying that basically he got saved. His life got saved by a white cop. Right. And so like his experience with that led him to believe like in his mind, which he probably was high or whatever it is in his <laughs> mind. Yeah, it's Wayne. Because it's, it's Wayne in his mind that there's a, there's good people, people and bad people. Right. Right. And so he said when, when he was 12 years old, he, he shot himself by accident, right? And he had a hole in his chest and the cops were jumping over him to go get the guns and drugs and all the bad stuff right. so that they could lock him up. And he lying on the ground, 12 years old, with a hole in his chest. Right. And I think, what's the, what's the cop named Uncle Bob, he called him? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He Wayne, said, Wayne, Wayne definitely always loves talking about this guy. He said, I mean, I would too if Uncle Bob saved my life. Yeah, you know, I in, in in that situation. So, like he, like I grew up around all this stuff. Like I seen it. I know what it is. But 
this particular guy at this moment had the opportunity to 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 treat me bad and to right. do do the bad things that everybody else says that that this particular person would and should do to me and he didn't so in Wayne's situation I get like I honestly truly you know I guess I'm the devil's advocate on everything but right right I get why he said that and I get what he's saying yeah he's been like he said, been that, saying no, he's been saying it, but I just want to point out to Wayne that uh, that cop was later fired for using the N word and unlawfully tasing uh, uh, black sus- suspects. So, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know the guy why he saved Wayne's life that night, but uh, like I said, he was fired later for uh, using the N word. So maybe he just liked Wayne for some reason. Yeah, but you know, so and I can't I can't cancel Wayne because of that. I no, can't. I'm not. I'm not, not going to care. I mean, that, that's that's his experience. I just think, I, again, for somebody like Wayne, again, I, I can't live his life, but I just – so that happened when he was 12. I just can't imagine that Wayne has not experienced with them. All them dudes being on tour, all them dudes being on the road. Come on, Wayne. Come on, Wayne. Not, nothing's happened to you but the rest get, of your life. But get this. He told a story about how he was on his private plane flying. <laughs> did you did you hear about this? Nah, he start he start with private plane. So like, he like, ahead. man, I'm on my private plane, man, and it's my plane. Right. And he said he said that the pilot told him to sit down <laughs> and get out the aisle because he was going to talk to the pilot or whatever. He told right. the pilot he's like, man, I guess he just didn't know it was my plane. Right. He said when they landed. The police was there waiting for him because the pilot had called the police on Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. right? Because he didn't know who Wayne was. He didn't, he couldn't even imagine that this plane that he was flying, which I don't, right. don't make sense to me either, belonged right. to Wayne. And he said the police were there waiting for him. So he talked okay. about that too as well. And so yeah, I know there's been some experiences that he had, but to all together say that there ain't no racism, you can't say that because it totally is. Right. But I guess from his perspective, he's saying. You can't paint a picture in, in uh, a broad stroke on right. everybody, because in his situation at that particular moment, yeah, man that particular saved his life. that particular man saved his life. But yeah. but he did go on to later talk about some experiences that he had where where he he got hit with racism specifically, like like Joe, like I own a pri- private plane, and the pilot that was flying the plane called the police on me, and when we landed, they tried to arrest me. Right. Well. I'm going to say this to anybody uh, listening to the pod who uh, knows Smug Dude. Uh, email me at uh, unlimitedpod at gmail.com. Anything you want to, uh, so, we, so we can cancel Smug Dude. Just hit me up on email so we can cancel Smug Dude. Holla at me. you going to cancel me. All right. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Wellington Park, Wellington Park, Wellington Park, yeah. Yeah, so Wellington Park, again, for the new listeners, it's a term, say you exaggerating or you lying, we say you welling. Shout out to my man Nick, start saying, yo, you from Wellington Park. So this week's Wellington Park award winner, and this is winners, plural, because I'm seriously about to cut off my my Facebook Messenger, man. Because if <laughs> if I get one more one more again, 
of these Facebook messages where somebody forwards to me and in the top it says, please share before it is deleted. So I, I'm just wondering, I mean, you know, I'm not going to call anybody name out, but I get a lot of these messages and I'm just thinking to myself, why do you think somehow you were the person that they sent something to that said, please share before it's deleted? Like, what have you done that somebody's like, I'm going to send it to this person so they can share before it's deleted? I'm listening. I got nothing for you. Yeah. I, I don't just, even think I have my messenger on. So, yeah, I literally, I'm about to cut my messenger off because of these damn please share before it gets deleted. And you, you click on them and it's, it's like some random dude in a, in a barn somewhere talking about he knows what COVID started or somebody knows about some protests. It's, yo, nobody is sending you something of value that says, please share before it's deleted. Please stop sending me those damn messages so I can leave my message on. So how's that a swell then? A well, Wellington Park. Tell me how that made the Wellington Park. Because they're sharing it thinking they got some important news. You're welling. <laughs> That's the exaggeration. What you have, yeah. What you have is not important news. What somebody, what you're sharing to me that says, please share for us, delete it. That ain't important because it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have come to you. And nobody it cares about your, your uh, top secret. No, uh, Dr. Fauci. It would have gone to Dr. Fauci. It wouldn't have gone to random person to send to me. You're welling. Stop sharing those things to me, man. I want to. I want to leave my messenger open, but I can't. Y'all ruining my messenger. Stop it. That, that's funny, man. So look, I'm about to go to bed. It's late. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So as I say every week, thanks everybody again for listening. As I say every week, and I will continue to say, if you can't take care of your family and life, please take care of them in death. Obviously, that's bad thing to think about but hey man you know in these times you don't know but get you get you some life insurance man it's not that much take care of your family build relationships before you need them know your dna you know why you do what you do and who would you let down if you failed and have a plan pull up the motor case i got a show today that's all i'm trying to do Hustle and motivate. 